We love children here at Camborne Church. So if you are little and uh, you make some noise, welcome. If you are not so little, little and you're heckling, that's not so welcome. Um, uh, there are some chairs and stuff out there. So if you feel more comfortable to play with toys, mainly children, that's a place to be. But you're welcome in here as well. This series, we have been looking at the Beatitudes, which is a bit like the opening section of the Sermon on the Mount. If it's helpful, let's imagine this massive crowd sat around a mountain listening to Jesus. The Sermon on the Mount is recorded in the Bible as the longest record of Jesus' teaching. It is often described as the best sermon of all time. So if you want a cracking sermon... I turn to Matthew 5 and read from chapters 5 to 7. If not, you can stay with me and I'm sure I'll give you a glimpse of a cracking sermon. I love life hacks. They are quite brilliant. I must spend hours procrastinating, figuring out what you can use a bulldog clip for, what you can do with cable ties. And they're designed to make life easier. If, like me, you use social media or you read a newspaper, you will see these top tips to do the best out of life. The Oxford English Dictionary definition of life hack is a a strategy or technique adopted in order to manage one's time and daily activities in a more effective way. I think the Beatitudes are the best life hacks ever. When people ask, what is my life supposed to look like? How am I meant to behave? How do I know what's right? How do I know what God wants? So often we overcomplicate it, when in fact, right here in Matthew, we have the life hacks we need. These are the attitudes, because these be the attitudes we need to follow Jesus. Okay, let's say that together. These are the attitudes, because these be the attitudes we need to follow Jesus. Okay, I'll confess, my Greek lecturer, when I told him this, looked at me and went, Becky, that is not the Greek. That is not the Greek, love. And I said, yeah, but it's helpful, isn't it? And he was like, okay, we'll let you have it. But it, there's no biblical evidence for that, but it's just a helpful thing to ring in your head. Okay, just want to, it's no heresy. I just want to, don't want to get thrown out before I start. The third beatitude, as we heard in our reading earlier, is blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Let's first look at what that means. It is easy to get confused, and the Oxford English Dictionary definition for meek is quiet, gentle, easily imposed on, submissive. If you're anything like me, that is not something that you would put on your CV. And it's not something you'd find in a job description of most leaders. And I certainly cannot imagine any of the current party leaders having a tagline strapped across their their bus. Vote for me, I'm meek. However, Jesus lists this as the great significance And that's because he is describing a meek, which is not that of the Oxford English Dictionary. The meek we see here is in fact defined very differently. 
One helpful definition describes meekness as self, sorry, strength under control, an active restraint, humbly motivated action. In short, meekness is not weakness. Meekness is not weakness. There are two people named in the Bible as meek, Moses and Jesus. Moses is in fact described as the meekest man on the face of the earth. And you can find that in Numbers 12.3. And Jesus describes himself later on in Matthew as meek and humble at heart. Neither Moses or Jesus could be described as weak. Instead, they surrendered their power completely to God. There were opportunities for them to fight back when wrong, to use their power to get something for themselves, but neither did. Jesus was the most powerful man who ever lived, and yet his power was always under his father's control. Okay, so he got angry when he chased the money changers out of the temple. He rebuked the Pharisees, but he ate with prostitutes and tax collectors. He welcomed children. He spoke to huge crowds. But when he felt the touch of a woman whose fingers just brushed his garment, he knew she was there. And after being spat on, reviled, slapped, kicked, and nailed to a cross, how did Jesus react? In meekness, he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. This is the guy who could calm storms, walk on water, bring people back from the dead, change water into wine. He had power, but was active in his restraint and always humbly motivated. A perfect example of Jesus's meekness. We heard again in our reading this morning, and that is Jesus washing the disciples' feet. Jesus' attitude of servanthood was in direct contrast to that of the disciples, who had just before been arguing amongst themselves who was the greatest and who was going to get the best seat at the table. Since there was no servant present to wash their feet, it would have never even occurred to them to wash one another's, which again would have been customary after walking on a dusty road. As a total aside, I once heard it said that, in fact, why socks and sandals are such a huge no-no is because Jesus would never have been able to make this amazing teaching point. I think in honesty, it's just a fashion faux pas, but it certainly exercises my meekness when dressing my husband. Anyway, that was a dig at him. Anyway, back to the point. When Jesus himself stooped stooped down to his lowly task, all those gathered for the meal would have been stunned. This was the job for the lowest of the low. Of course, Jesus had great power. He could have just commanded one of them to do it. But instead, he knelt and washed their feet. He demonstrated meekness. He demonstrated strength under control. There is a huge amount of good news in this passage that we can apply to our lives today. Jesus was teaching his disciples that we should serve others in meekness. If Jesus, who is all-powerful and Lord of all, chose to lower himself to do the job of the lowest of the low, then we should always be willing to serve others 
And Jesus calls us to follow his example. Another thing we learn is that we can be daily cleaned. Walking through life, we become dirty. We make mistakes. We treat people badly. Instead of implementing these amazing life hacks, we choose to ignore them. We call that sin. It's the little stuff and big stuff that gets in the way of us having a relationship with God. But just as Jesus washed his disciples' feet, there is an open invite, a 24-7, no special password, no special handshake. Jesus' bowl of water is always ready and the towel always at hand. He wants a relationship with you and offers you just that. In the baptism earlier, we saw water used as a symbol for new life, for cleansing, and that can be refreshed as often as we ask for it. Meekness is not weakness. Rosa Parks was a faithful, church-going seamstress in Montgomery, Alabama. As she boarded the city bus one evening after work, she settled into a seat near the front. When a white man boarded it, it was expected that she, as a black woman, would willingly surrender her seat. After all segregation in the public transport system in the south of the United States in 1955 was the law. When Rosa quietly refused, she broke that law and in her meekness changed the course of American history. Certainly she had no intention that her gentle defiance on behalf of human dignity would spawn the civil rights movement. But it did. That same night, 40 black pastors came together and vowed to fight the segregation that plagued Montgomery's public transportation system. The Reverend Martin Luther King was chosen to lead the boycott. African Americans all over Montgomery walked and carpooled to work, enduring hatred and racism. One year later, the US Supreme Court ruled that segregation violated the American Constitution. History was forever altered and began with a quiet, gentle, meek refusal to obey that which was wrong and a willingness to bravely take a risk for what was right. Rosa Parks was not the only one. William Wilberforce stood in Parliament on May the 12th, 1789, and in a speech described his anguish for the slave trade and those people in it. He described how his shame is for standing by whilst it was happening and a need to now stand against this horrid trade. He used the power and influence he had to drive discussion and expose the injustice of state-sanctioned slavery. Meekness is not simply doing what you are told. The person who is ordered to do something wrong or evil and automatically complies isn't meek. True God-ordained meekness can move mountains. Meekness was Jesus washing the feet of his disciples and it was also Jesus clearing the temple. Meekness was Moses showing intolerance for his wayward people at the base of the mountain. Meekness was a humble seamstress refusing to give up her seat. Meekness was an MP not resting until justice was seen. Meekness is not passive. 
Meekness is strength under control. Active restraint. Humbly motivated action. Meekness is the backbone of Christianity. It is the gift from the Holy Spirit. And it is for us to unwrap that gift. Failure to receive the gift of meekness results in debilitating weakness. Meekness is not weakness. Jesus invites us to join his meekness. In Matthew 11, 28-29, he says, Come unto me, all ye that labour and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you will find rest in me. A yoke is a wooden frame which was put on the back of animals and around their necks, joining the two animals together for a common task, like ploughing or pulling a wagon. Think about it. If you are yoked with Jesus Christ, who do you think is sharing your load? Jesus. Jesus offers these life hacks not to do without assistance or by yourself, but to do it with all the help you need. Meekness is not weakness. Earlier on in this week, I found a prayer that I want to share with you as I close. So please bow your heads and let's pray. Christ as a light, illume and guide me. Christ as a shield, overshadow me. Christ under me, Christ over me, Christ beside me, on my left and my right. This day be without and within me, lowly and meek, yet all-powerful. Be in the heart of each to whom I speak, in the mouth of each who speaks unto me. This day be within and without me, lowly and meek, yet all-powerful. Christ as a light, Christ as a shield, Christ beside me, on my left and my right. Amen.